Okay. Yeah. Mm. Good stuff. Okay, Morgan, well, delighted to have you on today. So I've got Morgan from uh, Predictive Football on today. I've been following Morgan's work for a couple of years. I'm very interested in the area of kind of uh, psychological um, uh, profile players and also cognitive development. So I've been kind of following uh, Morgan's work for a couple of years. I'm delighted to have him on today's podcast. So perhaps Morgan, start off a little bit about your, maybe your academic background. We'll start off with that and then how you got involved in football. Uh-huh. Yeah, thanks for the invitation, uh, Ian. It's a great pleasure to talk to you. Uh, we've been in touch uh, for, for a long time, uh, so uh, I'm glad we're kind of following one another. So it's great to see uh, one another's progress. Um, well, um, I'm um, I'm a behavioural sciences expert. I've been working in academia for, for years, been a researcher uh, in the uh, field of behavioural sciences. That was in the year 20, 2010. I was, I was in Canada okay. uh, 12 <laughs> years ago, by the way. Doing oh, my great. PhD Excellent. There in, uh, in Montreal. Uh, so yeah, been working as a, 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 an academic researcher uh, for years in that field, then left my, uh, my position in academia and I uh, created my own consultancy company. So again, in uh, uh, behavioral sciences, uh, to make it very brief, uh, try to link uh, consumer psychology, personality to uh, communication, how to communicate better with, with customers and, and things like that. So that, that's part of what I've been doing. And, uh, and I've created uh, Predictive Football uh, in 2019, uh, which is a, a talent identification tool based on psychology, personality. So the idea is to uh, identify and measure players' personality and, and psychology in order to predict the likelihood to become professional, uh, successful professional in the future. Right. Uh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Well, yeah, great. I, I appreciate that. Yeah, I actually took a test myself last week. I think it's seven, isn't there seven factors, I believe? So I think, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but anxiety management, uh, competitiveness, taste for challenge, autonomy, reaction to problems, commitment, and obviously the planning and uh, creativity aspect as well. Is that correct? Exactly, totally. Um, yeah. The reason why we, we've picked both skills in particular is that it's very predictive of uh, uh, success as a professional, all right? So you've got dozens of uh, mental skills, psychological skills you could use to uh, identify players' strengths and weaknesses. The reason why we pick this ones in particular is that they're predictive of uh, their success in the future. Uh, we know that because there have been scientific studies uh, that uh, measured players' uh, mental skills when they were 12, 13, 14 years old, and then they went back to see those players uh, two, three years later, up to 10 years later to see how they fared, how they were doing. And right. uh, they found that some of these skills were predictive of their success. So they had uh, those players who were more creative than others, who, were more, uh, uh, who had more autonomy than others. They were found in, uh, in um, uh, first division uh, professional club in Europe. Uh, leading a, a successful career, so which is that's why we focus on both skills in particular, and we assess right. them in young players. Yeah, because all kinds of players, obviously, through the academy system, who are very talented, maybe from a technical point of view, and we always ask the questions, coaches, how come some of those more talented players technically didn't actually make it to the top top levels? And I think mm-hmm. we're finding out through the research that a lot of these aspects you're talking about and looking into are more predictive and more important necessary than. And probably most players are parents think so. Mm-hmm. Would that be correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Um, I would say that uh, scouts and clubs uh, currently focus a lot on uh, morphology, technical abilities, and so on. 
which is very important for sure. Of course, if you're if you're uh, number nine, your forward can't can't shoot the ball. Of course, it, it can be uh, very tough from a mental point of view. It won't make it to the top because it can't shoot the ball. But uh, this is not the the the, the uh, this is not the whole story. And uh, it turns out that balls mental skills are more stable over time than uh, morphological skills, of course, uh, because players uh, get bigger, they go for maturity. Uh, but also, uh, these players who are more creative, uh, who have a higher taste for challenge at 12, 13, 14 years old, they're more likely to be the same 10 years later. Okay, so they're more likely to be create, more creative than others, for instance. Right. Which, is, which isn't true for uh, other morphological abilities, you know. And uh, uh, another finding by uh, scientific studies is that players who reach maturity after others are more likely to be successful as professionals. And this is crucial because at the moment, scouts and clubs focus on the balls kids uh, that, are, uh, that reach maturity before others, all right, that, that, that go through early, uh, early maturity because they are uh, taller than others they jump higher than others, they're in faster than others for their age category. But scientific studies show that these players who reach maturity before others and who are paradoxically uh, uh, scouted and, and attract attention by scouts, those players are less likely to be successful in the future. So we're in a, in a crazy situation where clubs focus on uh, uh, those players who uh, are less likely to make it to the top. Right. Yeah, because it's very interesting right now because they're sort of saying this less than 1% of academy players will make it all the way through the club from, for example, signing as a U9 and playing for that first team. And obviously a lot of players go through, there's lots of churn going through the system. And from my experience, a lot of clubs have made a decision like you, you mentioned, U9, U10, U11, obviously initial intake. But more importantly, they're making their, a key decision about U16 because they're deciding to give them a scholarship or not, aren't they, right? So, And what you're saying is basically that's still maybe very early in the process. Is that correct? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, of course, I, I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't accept that uh, um, it, it is all about behavior and psychology. I think that uh, predictive football is a tool that can be used in combination to uh, uh, more traditional uh, scouting, scout assessments. You know, and and uh, and um, and yeah. Uh, it's not it's not all about morphology. It's not all about technique. It's not all about behavior. You, you, you need a, a mix of all these skills. Uh, but of course, uh, some clubs try to get players to the top, you know, through their academy without right. them having the, the mental skills to do that. And I think, I think that clubs are losing a lot of money investing on players for whom they're not certain that they have the right mentality and the right mental skills to make it to the top. And by uh, doing mental assessments and um, measuring psychological skills at a younger age, uh, they could refine their uh, selection process and avoid losing a lot of money uh, right. by having kids in their academies. Yeah. yeah. Well, what kind of response are you getting, Morgan, when you approach clubs about this information? Are you getting a, a welcome response? Is it kind of varied a little bit regarding are they embracing what you're saying? Are they able to able, you know, look at it at least? Or how you find that response? Oh well, I would say that depends a lot of the country. Um, the uh, I, I think uh, as a all clubs are quite interested in that issue. Uh, but the thing is, uh, they also you know they don't have a lot of control about that that, that type of technique and that type of knowledge. I, I think that's what they that's what they're scared about uh, somehow. Right. 
Um, so they're all very interested in it, but they also look at me uh, as, uh, as if uh, I had knowledge. I knew things they don't know, and they're quite scared about that. They, they, they feel they lose control. But anyway, they're interested in that, especially in the UK and in North America. Uh, they said it's crucial. Uh, scouts and clubs like it. Um, but it's still not straightforward to use that kind of tool. Uh, at least they don't communicate a lot about it. Um, so, yeah, a little bit harder in France uh, okay. because it, the, uh, the implication of mental skills on uh, players' performance on players' performance is still under underestimated in France. So it's quite hard okay. to uh, make people understand that this is, this is crucial in addition to any other skills you can assess and, and you need to focus on. Uh, but otherwise, overall, they like it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's great. Mm-hmm. And obviously, obviously, since we've talked, you've actually launched a free assessment online now. So maybe just speak a little bit about that, how, how players can, can go ahead and complete that. Yes, exactly. We, we, we've got many different offers. Uh, we, we can work for clubs uh, assessing players from their academies at all age category at the same time. Uh, we can also uh, assess individual players who'd like to showcase their, their, their talent uh, and, uh, and go see clubs and academies, try to find a professional club uh, by, uh, by telling them, look, I've got predictive football assessment. I've got good, good assessment, good scores from predictive football, and I'm talented. I can make it to the top. Uh, and we decided to launch, uh, as you said, uh, this uh, free free um, tool for uh, mental skills assessment. So any player from uh, any sports discipline, actually, it's not restricted okay. to football, but a- a- any athlete in the world can uh, connect to a website and get uh, five mental skills assessed uh, for free. Um, uh, yeah, so that, that very easy. We're going to assess mental toughness. We're going to assess planning skills. We're going to assess um, willpower and, and a couple of other more uh, skills. And they're going to get their uh, a score, uh, a score sheet, and, uh, and a small report uh, after maximum two days. Uh, we still yeah. keep keep a hand on on the results. I mean, it's not automatic. That's psychology. Uh, that's quite subtle. So we can't uh, have it all automatic. Uh, so it's going to take a, a day or two for us to send the results, but that's free. So that's, I think that's a great tool to identify one's uh, weaknesses and, uh, and strengths uh, from a mental point of view and, and, and work out from that. Okay. So perfect. So once they've completed that assessment, get the assessment back from yourselves, what would kind of be the next step you would recommend players take after that? Um, well, that really depends on the, the player situation, I think. Uh, if the player is working, is playing in a club uh, where uh, they have a re- scientist, psychologist, they can uh, go take their, their, their resource, see, see the uh, mental coach, for instance, and, and say, look, uh, I, don't have, I don't have a good score on uh, planning, planning skills or willpower. What can I do to, uh, to improve my scores and, and my, my, my willpower, my willpower, my motivation, or how can I get more organized? Uh, I can gonna get my life more organized to uh, fit the requirements of being a professional in the future. Um, so I think that's the kind of thing you, you can do. If you don't, uh, <laughs> but, uh, we'll come back to us. <laughs> we, can, yeah. we can give some advice, but yeah, uh, I think you got you can get a lot of uh, a good image of your of your mental skills through that assessment. And, and it, 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 if I tell you your willpower is quite low then it's quite easy to understand that motivation is the key if planning skills your planning skills are low then the idea is to uh, 
uh, get uh, more organized and 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 when i say organized organized i mean in in different aspects of your of your life uh, I, th- i think it sounds a bit like a like a caricature but sometimes i say are you the type of player uh, the evening before an important match are you going to play video games and uh, go to bed at 2am or are you going to eat pasta and go right. to bed uh, as soon as you're, you're tired enough but that's the kind of thing we assess and as the kind of uh, advice we we can give too so organize your life as if you're a professional already and you want to maximize your performance because you're you're um you're you're like a you know a for, formula one a car uh, you, you you need a uh, very small but very important adjustment to uh, increase your performance and uh, and you got to think about those mental skills to improve your performance so yeah that's the idea but, and I, i just finished with that if it was that easy to change people's behavior and people's personality then it would be easy to uh, uh, make a, an underdog a, a future star and right. that is not the case so i'm not saying it's impossible of course I'm not saying that anyone can make it to the top either, but uh, you can find, I think the, the truth is in the middle. And, uh, and that's not, that, it's not as easy, but I think it's a day-to-day, day-to-day work to get the right mentality and right mental skills to make it to the top. Right. It's probably mm. a very good start in terms of asking some questions, right? I mean, if you obviously get the feedback, it's a good chance to kind of sort of ask some questions and say, am I, am I maximizing my potential? Am I organized enough in my schoolwork and everything else I got to worry about? plus my training as well. Because that's a real challenge for parents and players at academies where they're trying to juggle both typically mm-hmm. plus family life as well. So it is a very mm-hmm. challenging time for young people. And, and we're, I think we're kind of challenging them a lot with a lot of stuff to, to plan at a very young age in some cases, right? So I, they do require some help from this. And I think it's always important. My, my perspective is that to have the parents involved that actively. So they help the child mm-hmm. with that. So They get some support that way. And obviously mm-hmm. uh, through school, their school teachers as well can help them. Plus, like you mentioned, if they have mm-hmm. a cabin resource as well, they can use that. So I guess the message is there's lots of help out there once you identify where mm-hmm. you need some help in. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, I, I think that parental support is very important too. Uh, yeah. And I happen to talk to parents parents a lot uh, indeed. Because uh, when, you, when you're working with 12, 13, 14-year-old players, of course, you're dealing with parents And uh, they're always uh, interested in, uh, in knowing about their, uh, their kids' schools and uh, how they could help their, uh, their kid make it to the top. So, yeah, yeah, that, that's the kind of thing uh, that I say to, to, to parents, try to give some advice about how to support their player, their, their kids, and, uh, and what, what can be done in the environment, how to improve the environment uh, so as to... So, so, so that players feel uh, more comfortable, more supported, uh, show more motivation. Um, so yeah, yeah, it, it isn't easy, but you, usually per- parents get involved in DDR. Yeah, which is mm-hmm. good. Yeah, one thing I've noticed, Morgan, just myself, the last uh, two years when we've had some lockdowns, I've spent a lot of time one-on-one with some players trying to uh, put together individual learning plans for them. And one of the things that come up quite a bit across my research and just speaking to the, the players directly is, a lot of them have anxiety. A lot of them are very worried about making mistakes. Is that something you come across quite frequently in your research as well? Um, yes. Uh, I would say that anxiety management, uh, uh, pressure anxiety is quite, is quite important. Pressure management, how players cope with, with anxiety. I think that's very important. I think that mental coaches 
tend to focus a little bit more on, on anxiety because that's not what it's all about. You can ask many players, you know, they, they, they get stressed before the game and a couple of minutes after, after the game has started, they're in the game and they're not, they're not stressed anymore. So I, I think the anxiety, anxiety is a thing, but it, I don't think that we should focus too, too much on anxiety. On anxiety. Right. But, but of course, I think, I think that's also one of the skills that's, uh, the e- that is the easiest to uh, improve, you know, anxiety anxiety management. I think we've got we've got psychological techniques to uh, overcome that, that, that stress. Um, so, um, but yeah, that's one of the things. Yeah, mm. yeah. And obviously, being nervous is not necessarily a, a negative thing either. Being nervous is maybe just getting uh, your body primed to perform. Correct. I mean, it's a matter of just managing that and finding what works for you. And mm-hmm. I think. What I find myself is every player is a little bit different and what they respond to and what's helpful for them. So I think from the coaching point of view, it might be obviously ideal to get another player individually. And mm-hmm. it's like kind of not one size fits all in terms of helping with that. That's about my experience anyways. Well, yeah, I, I think we, we reach an important point here because uh, as much as I can tell that uh, some mental skills are very important and crucial to make it to the top. There's not a single solution to improve all skills, and you're not going to talk to a player that's extrovert, uh, motivated, and always joyful. Uh, the same way you're going to talk to someone who is introvert that you never you never hear during training. So I think that uh, we, we we've got to improve. We've got to work on the same mental skills, but at the same time, yeah, of course, you're going to adjust and tailor the way you teach them how to improve all skills differently depending on the player. And this is where our assessment comes in too, because we, we, we can assess how to talk to players. We can assess the, the, the best way they, they, they'd like to communicate their personality, the, the way they make decisions. So the, these are skills we can, or skills or I would say psychological, um, you know, attitudes that we can assess and that help uh, both uh, parents and coaches to know how to talk to a player in particular and I think that's very important because they, they, are, they have all different ways of coping with competition uh, as you said anxiety training and so on some are very uh, um, um, self-conscious for instance and they one day are trying new things during training in front of their coach because they feel they're going to look ridiculous or something like that and uh, so we can work with these players so that they feel less self-conscious, for instance, and that's going to help them uh, uh, thrive, I would say. Um, yeah, that's good. Mm. I, I think it's been a more appreciation the last couple of years about the mental aspect of the sport and how important that is to be performing at a high level on a consistent basis. I think it's also a more um, recognition of the fact that it's a skill set which you can work on every day. No, no different than trying to pass a ball better or dribble a little better either, right? I think the important aspect is to devote some serious time to it on a consistent basis, and that way you're developing that skill set mm-hmm. alongside your technical knowledge, your technical ability, and your physicality, obviously, as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sure. I, I think it's all about the mindset. And yeah. getting yourself in the mindset of a professional is key. And, and if you think about the the different mental skills that we assess with, with predictor, they're all related to that mindset. Are our players in the right mindset to be professional in the future, to meet the requirements of being professional in the future and, and uh, ensure good and regular uh, performance uh, during, during matches, during games? I think this is all what it is about. And we need to find those players who, who are capable uh, of being in the right mindsets uh, not saying that you can't change that. You 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 surely can uh, 
you surely can teach players how to fit and be in the right mindset. But if you find those players are already in there, then, then, then that, that, that's easier because you know you got potential, you got potential future talent here. Yeah. Right. And you find this, you find the same um, same results consistent across all sports. Like you mentioned you you value all sports. You find those traits are the same traits are important for football, be important for ice hockey and basketball, etc. Uh, not genuinely. Uh, we don't have much feedback about that actually. Okay. Because, uh, predictive football exists because we've got data, we've got scientific data uh, uh, regarding a link between mental skills and performance and those data are virtually non-existent in other sports. So it would be very hard to, uh, do a, a similar tool for other sports than football at the moment in 2022. Um, that said, uh, there, there are some scarce data uh, here and there. And, um, I think that as long as we're talking about collective sports and what we call, um open skill sports like football handball basketball yes. uh ice hockey um uh, I, I i think we can uh, we can presume uh without making mistakes that the same skills are, are involved because it's about uh, it's it's about communicating with other partners it's about collaborating it's about being creative on the pitch uh that's open skill sports where you have to be creative. You're, you're, you're not doing the same task. You're not realizing the same movement during the whole game. But if we talk about uh, what we call closed skills sports, like, uh, you know, uh, track and field sports, for instance, so running 10 kilometers, running 10, 10, 10 kilometers or uh, even 100 meters, you know, track and field sports like that discipline. Uh, we're talking about closed skill sport because they involve the same type of effort during the all competition. Right. I think that for these sports, the uh, right skills to make it to the top are quite different. They require a lot more of willpower um, and maybe less of uh, cooperative skills, a uh, little bit less of creativity, but also more autonomy uh, to be able to manage your efforts during 10 kilometers, for instance, or 42 kilometers for a marathon. Uh, you, you need a, a good uh, effort management skills, uh, so they're different. So I wouldn't say that the same skills are important for uh, different types of sports. Um, yeah, we've got to look at them separately. Yeah. Right. So in terms of the, all the players you've, you've analyzed, I'll look at uh, Morgan. Uh, is it fair to say most of the players would be younger on the younger side of things? Maybe U10 to U14, or are you tend to get more, more data on the older players, uh, U14 plus? Mm. Um, uh, a bit of everything, I think. Um, well, when it comes about predicting future performance, of course, uh, we assess a lot of, I would say, teenagers. Because yeah. uh, when players reach 18, 19, uh, or 20 years of age, uh, we already know whether they're, they're going to make it to the top or not. I mean, they're, they've, uh, some of them have played professional games already. Uh, they're, they're, they're in big clubs. So we, we don't need to predict their future performance. We already know that they're worth investing in. Right. Um, so that's why when it comes to predictive football, we assess players from 12 years, uh, 12 okay. years old. Uh, before then, it, it, you, can't, you can't really assess their personality or their attitude. But, I mean, you, you can, but it's not very, very reliable. You, you can't ask a, an eight-year-old player uh, how, how he's doing, how, how he feels. It, it's a lot more difficult to, to give a questionnaire to an eight-year-old than to a, a 13, 14-year-old. They have less experience in, in life. So they find it hard to 
think think about them you know <laughs> and right. identify them so so yeah it's mostly teenagers from 12 yeah. year olds uh, to 19 12 year olds yeah. so from the predictive predictive side of it and for the uh, mental assessment we can assess uh, players of any age really even a, a 25 year old year old can, can uh, come to us and uh, we can give, give him questionnaires uh, mental assessments so as to understand how how he works how he copes with uh, training, how he thinks back about his training, his performance, how, how it affects the way uh, he, he's going to work on the pitch, how it affects the way he's going to uh, uh, well, cope with the, his career. So, uh, yeah, they're, 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 there's a lot to take Perfect. into account. Mm. Perfect. I also noticed you've also set up a scouting center. So I guess the players you're assessing right now can be promoted via your website and your scouting center, correct? Exactly. Yeah, uh, we've created um, uh, what uh, I call the Scouts Corner, uh, which is a, a network of, of scouts and clubs and agents who are interested in knowing about the players we assess. So basically, um, players whose potential is assessed uh, through our uh, tool. Um, so we give them the possibility uh, for their... Uh, results and reports to be shared with our network network of scouts and uh, and clubs so we've got a big, big, big names from the uk you know man united we've got swansea we've got west ham united uh, we right. also have clubs in in other countries like netherlands in in france uh uh we've got big clubs in germany too we, we can't we can't disclose uh, every club's names because some some don't want their their, their uh, club names to be disclosed but uh, right. yeah that's it so I think it's also an opportunity for players to um, sh- sh- showcase their, their profile and say, look, I've been assessed for predictive football. They, they can predict whether I have a, a high likelihood to make it to the top. They found that I had a, a good potential, that the right mentality, the right mindset to make it to the top. So try me. <laughs> right, <laughs> exactly. Me and, uh, can talk. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. So. I also noticed you're work, working with iSports. Uh, they're doing some analysis. I guess the players can also use their t- technology in terms of doing some iSports analysis with their, their games. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. Um, iSports analysis is... Um, is uh, c- Can you hear me? Because there's a storm at the moment here. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. And, okay. <laughs> and actually, oh, oh. I can I can hardly hear myself. That's, that's why I'm asking. Uh, anyway, uh, yeah, iSports Analysis. That, that, that's uh, uh, a British company. That's a, a nice guy from London uh, who's created that. And basically, it enables um, players to upload videos of their games. And uh, and there's a I don't know how it works uh, exactly because I'm not an IT savvy person. But uh, as far as I'm, as I understood it, uh, players can upload their video, and and the, the software is. Uh, managing the video and creating categories depending on different actions so if you want to if scouts want to see when the player has uh, uh the, has done a shot uh, a shoot the goal has scored a goal has tackled uh did a high speed uh high speed run then that can be done uh using a sports analysis wow it's quite quite, quite a storm <laughs> you okay <laughs> yeah i'm gonna, I'm gonna move <laughs> <laughs> Give me a second. Yeah, that, that's uh, that's no Scotland, you know. Anything? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, I know. I know it well. <laughs> UK so, weather. I'm very, very familiar with it. <laughs> yeah. So Good yeah, stuff. so we we we've got a partnership with uh, iSports Analysis, and uh, and basically, uh, players who got a profile with iSports Analysis can also provide their uh, predictive football scores 
uh, to to tell scouts that they've been assessed and they've got this potential, this or that potential. And, and the same is true uh, when we uh, assess players, we give them a report and they have the opportunity to provide a link to their high sports analysis profile so that okay. uh, Good. Uh, scouts and clubs can uh, go in a, and have a look. So uh, it's, quite a, uh, it's quite a great tool. It's quite a great partnership because we cover both the both the, the importance of technical skills and mental skills and uh, and we have players showcase their talents by uh, showing all of that so i think that's quite great yeah <laughs> great excellent so what's your vision next couple of years uh, morgan for your for your company and what you're trying to do what kind of work do you think you'll be involved in the next three or four years <laughs> uh well we, we've got many projects actually uh to to start with i would say that our ambition is to become a reference in uh uh Mental assessments. Uh, uh, you know, I, I'd like, I'd like for the future to for agents and clubs to uh, ask players to have uh, their uh, predictor assessments ready or done uh, before being recruited. Uh, right, know, okay. If you don't have your your predictor football assessment, then we're we're not sure you got the right mental skills, you got the right mindset. So, I'd like I'd like it to become a, a tool that's used on a, a very regular basis by Good. by. Um, agents and clubs um we also have the ambition to create something similar for other sports discipline uh i'm talking about you know rug- rugby but that, that's quite uh uh rugby rugby clubs are using data and are uh, more inclined to use mental coaches too so i think that's, that's this kind of tool that could we could be interested in uh so the idea would be to uh, develop that kind of uh, well, collect that, that type of data with rugby players, for instance. Well, I'm talking about rugby, but it can be can be any sports really. Um, right. uh, yeah, but that's the idea. Uh, I think we we we're we're doing a good job trying to make clubs, players, and athletes understand that mental skills are crucial. I think uh, some some know that already. Uh, we're not the only one saying that, and uh, and I hope we're going to provide the right tools for 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 clubs and athletes to. In the end, identify their strengths and weaknesses because before working on your mindsets and your skills, you need to know where you are. Uh, do you have good planning skills already? Uh, aren't you creative enough? So that's the kind of information and data you need to know about yourself. And we provide the, sub, uh, the objective and the scientific tool to be uh, able to assess that, uh, that type of mental skills. Uh, I think that's, that's a crucial first step for any work on, on mental skills. Perfect. So any club or, or, or scout, um, our coach, our player who wants to get in contact with you, what's the best way to get in, get in touch with you regarding the, uh, the free assessment? Uh, well, uh, we've got a website. My, uh, my email address is on the website. I'm also using LinkedIn a lot. We've got a, we've got a LinkedIn page for uh, predictive football. So we're providing a lot of information on that page. So they can get in touch by sending an email, <clears throat> contacting me on LinkedIn, and, uh, and, and that's all. And the free, uh, the free assessment uh, is, uh, well, freely available online. So they, they don't even need me. You just have to connect, uh, get the, take the questionnaire. That's 41 question. That's quickly done. And they get their results quite quickly too. So, uh, yeah, quite efficient. Perfect. <laughs> okay. Yeah, what, what I'll do, Morgan, I'll attach your information to the podcast. That way people can obviously reach out to you that way. And uh, any closing thoughts you, you have and, on uh, your work and any oh, advice oh. you give young players? Okay. I couldn't, I missed your last sentence. Couldn't hear oh, yeah. you. It's, it's yeah, crazy I, I, no worries. <laughs> no problem. Hope you're okay. Um, yeah, I'll obviously attach your credentials to uh, my podcast. People can get in touch with you quite easily. Any art closing remarks, any art advice you give to young players or parents out there who are obviously trying to improve their performance? Any lasting, lasting thoughts on that? Uh, well, I would say that a, 
performance and, and, and your chance to make it to the top doesn't depend on only one factor, okay? It's not because you're smaller than the rest that you're not going to make it. But not, it's not because you're shyer than the rest that you're not going to make it. Performance is a result of different influences. So technical abilities, morphology, mental skills. So I think that uh, players should take that into account and not think that they had no chance to make it to the top if they lack a given ability. I don't know of any player who, who, who don't show any, any room for improvement who has maximized all his skills from a purely technical or mental point of view. So I would say that gives hope to uh, any player.